you have to set realistic expectations. Now, I know I'd be a millionaire if I had a nickel for every time I've given that advice for workouts and nutrition. And shocker, I know, but that advice totally applies to your routine too. And I've got Ashley Brown joining me today, and she's a mom of two and the author of the Routine Building Handbook and owner of Routine and Things. And she is a genius when it comes to getting yourself organized and actually having a routine that works and you enjoy. Now, Ashley's name might sound familiar to you because this episode is actually a replay from the Fitness Simplified event that we hosted just a few weeks back. But this session about routines was so popular that I wanted to share it here on the podcast too. So even if you've already learned from Ashley, lean in again, all right? There is so much to glean from her wisdom, all about getting organized and having a good routine. Let's jump in. Hey friend, my name is Megan Dahlman. As a certified trainer and nutrition coach, I'm on a mission to change the conversation around fitness, nutrition, and taking care of ourselves as moms. If you're tired of restrictive fad diets and all or nothing workouts, and the culture that tries to sell you the lie that your value is tied to the number on the scale, then you're in the right place. I'm here to equip and encourage you to take simple steps towards the healthy life you want for yourself and the people you love. Welcome to Self-Care Simplified. Well, hey, Ashley, welcome, welcome. We are so excited to have you here today. This is such a joy and an honor because like I was saying before we hit record, I just am such an admirer of your work and you just have a knack for making something that can feel really overwhelming. You simplify it and make it beautiful at the same time. So thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me, Megan. I'm super excited to chat with you. So over the next few minutes, you are going to help us actually get organized and have true clarity with our daily routine. And I'm so pumped about this. Um, and I know this is going to sound really funny. <laughs> I mean, if, I'm going to just throw this at you. But for me, growing up and even now, I never liked crafting and scrapbooking you know what I mean? And, and I felt like for years, I always felt like having a planner was mm -hmm. like scrapbooking. <laughs> and so because of that, I was always a little bit of an anti-planner. And I wonder, I know a lot of women listening right now are like, I'm a huge scrapbooker. And I bet there's some people that are like, not, they're like me, you know? And uh -huh. so I was always anti-planner, but I got to admit, my life ended up consisting of sticky notes all over the place, <laughs> random to-do lists in my phone and in my head, and honestly, a lot of tasks that kept falling through the cracks. <laughs> Have you ever heard this before, the whole oh. scrapbooking thing? Not the scrapbooking, which, I mean, you've opened my eyes to something. I mean, honestly, yeah. because I never would have even imagined someone thinking that. So this this is really great to hear. I love that because I, I wouldn't have put those two together. So thank you for sharing that because I can see how that's the case. Yeah. Well, I'm always someone that's like simplify, simplify, simplify. And I had friends, you know, other moms growing up that always had like routines and planners that had stickers and tabs and like ribbons and buttons and all these things all over it. And it was like, ah, I can't yeah, no. do that. No, no, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Like, I'm such a simple, simple girl. Like, I don't have stickers on my planet. It's pen and it's paper. And that's really it because I just cannot. 
I can't do all of that. Now, I love the people that can and have the creativity and want to make it jazzy, but I'm just like, let's just get the planning done and let me move on. That's just that's my vibe. <laughs> okay, good. We are so on the same page here, so this is going to be really good. <laughs> okay, I got to know, um, how did you get started with routine and things? Where did this come from? Yeah, so this was birthed from a really interesting and I don't know, stressful time, a very overwhelming time in my life. So I was a stay-at-home mom for about two and a half years and eventually went back to work, but was a stay-at-home mom for two and a half years. And when I got the opportunity to be a stay-at-home mom, I jumped on it because I never knew anyone that was a stay-at-home mom. I grew up with in a single um, parent household with my mom. And so I was like, wait, like I get to be a stay at home mom. Of course. Why wouldn't I take this opportunity? And I thought it was going to be real ro rainbow sunflowers. Mm -mm. Like when I came home, it was like stuff just hit the fan. Life turned upside down because my expectation going into it was not the reality. And so yeah. I had very high expectations of being a stay-at-home mom. I thought I knew what it was going to be. Um, and when it actually was put in my face what it was, I, I didn't want to accept it at the moment. And so life just got really hard. Things started to fall apart in my home. I got very disorganized, not just mm. like in my home, but like mentally, because I was dealing with identity issues, dealing yeah. with like, wait, wait, how does life look now? And so that threw me really off course. And what basically got me back on track were routines. And so yeah. that's why I decided, you know what, if routines can really get me to a place of feeling like I'm managing life pretty well, I want to teach other women to do the same. I... I love what you just said so much. And I, one thing that you, I've seen you also say that I just, I love so much is that when women feel good, the world is better for it. And I just picture so many other stay at home moms or even maybe work from home or work out of the home moms that they don't feel good. And the world is not better for that because they don't, they don't feel good. And that routine and that like lack of routine and that feeling disorganized, that's part of the picture. So how do you feel like, like for yourself, once you got organized and had a little bit more of a routine, how did that help you feel good? Oh my gosh. It did so much for my mental health first and foremost. Like having routines for me was like, I am able to, I was able to make decisions ahead of time instead of in real time, which really wow. lessen the mental load yeah. on a daily basis, right? If we have things that are coming up on a consistent basis. We need to make sure we're feeding ourselves and our families. We need to make sure we're getting in our self-care, which is really important. We need to make sure that we're keeping the house somewhat clean, right? It doesn't have to be right. crystal clear or clean, but it needs to be somewhat kept. And so for me, being able to have those decisions that didn't have to be made on the spot lessen my mental too low tremendously and that created a lot of mental space to be able to be present in my life and I think yeah. at that time I wasn't really present I was just moving and doing and I felt miserable but then because I wasn't really present in what I was doing because I had a lot of mental chaos going on and so routines really help with the mental overload that we can experience as women and that many of us do experience and the burnout that really comes from us having so much in our heads and managing so much at a lot of different times. So that is what routines did for me. And so I, that's why I share them with women all the time is that routines can really help you 
if you're feeling like you're overloaded in your life and you're feeling weighed upon, start implementing routines and it'll help. Well, I feel like a lot of moms listening are like, maybe my issue is the lack of routine. You know, like it's kind of a light bulb moment of like, I've, I've been feeling off, like mentally overwhelmed, burnout, and maybe it is because I have this mental clutter, you know, their house might be a little bit cluttered too, but really it, like it's their, their, the way they operate through their day and kind of manage their, their day just feels cluttered and a mess. So that's why I'm super excited about this conversation because I know a lot of women don't feel good right now and are probably just realizing it could be my lack of routine or maybe my high expectations about my routine that never ends up happening. So I feel like every day, like you said, you end up playing like defense, just reacting to scenarios in the moment and you get to the end of the day and feel like you accomplished nothing and you feel like a failure. And my hope is that every woman listening like never has to feel that way by the end mm. of the day. Oh my gosh. Us moms, exactly. like we're so good at like making ourselves feel like failures. <laughs> when we do a lot and we're actually superheroes and like yeah. magical. Like, yes. We're unicorns, honestly. Yeah. Well, I think we just need to feel that way. Like I know our family says that about us, but we don't feel that way. And I love how just having a a simple routine in place can start to drive those feelings. I think that's so, so unique. So what do you feel like one of our biggest mistakes is? Let's talk about the mistakes first. Um, when we're trying to create a routine for ourselves, what do we do wrong <laughs> that ends up making it not work? One thing I would say the biggest mistake that I see is we get very overzealous when we're going mm. into the routine building. Yeah. So, which is due to excitement because we're like, we're about to start something new. It's going to make my life better. And so we either will try to start multiple routines at one time, which is definitely not going to help you at all. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> or gosh. if we, if we choose one, then sometimes we can overdo it with that one routine. And so yeah. we're having like so many steps. Right. So that's the biggest mistake that I see women make. And I always say, you have to start small. First of all, start with one routine at a time, but also ease into that because a transition is a transition with transition is going to be an adjustment. So you don't want to have 10 steps, not even five steps. You want to start really small, have like a two, three step routine that you can do that will be helpful for you in whatever area of your life you need it to be. And so that's the biggest mistake I see women make. And so I'm always like, slow down. I know it may feel like you need all the routines. Trust me, you <laughs> don't need all at the same time. Right. Start with one and then you can build from there. I think especially during back to school season, we're like, oh boy, the kids are finally back into a routine. So I'm just going to apply this, like these new routines to my entire life. And we're like, I'm going to have a new morning routine and I'm going to have a new meal time routine. My whole fitness routine is going to be completely different. Like what are all the routines that we have a tendency to like, am I missing something there? Like we totally no. get overzealous. You're right. Yeah. Morning is typically like a dinner time. A lot of people struggle with dinner time. So that one, maybe even like an after school routine for the kids, like you said, exercise routines, bedtime routines. We try to overhaul all of these things. And it's like, no, 
one routine at a time. Start with the one that you feel like is going to be most beneficial for you. And I'll also say start with one that's going to be like the least barrier of entry. So one that's yeah. easy to get up and going. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like probably, and I know we'll probably dive into this a little deeper, but probably the a routine that has the least amount of steps. Like I'm picturing like the big scrapbooking book, like that is so overwhelming to me, you know, but something that is like step one, step two. Okay. Mm -hmm. I can do that routine. Like that feels doable. Well, do you feel like, because we, we have a tendency to do this. I know as moms, we like to look around and see what other people are doing. Do you feel like moms should copy the routines of others? Like if, if someone else's routine is going well for them, do you feel like we should try to copy someone else's routine? Or is that another mistake that we tend to make too? Yeah, no, that is a mistake that we tend to make. And that's a, that's a no, like do not copy. Now you can gain inspiration it's okay to be inspired by someone else's routine, but we also have to make sure we're keeping a realistic lens of who we are, who our family is, what's the lifestyle of our family, what's the season of life that we are in, because we can look at someone else's routine and think, oh, if this works for her, we both have two kids, it's going to work for me. Well, her kids might be very different than your kids, or she may be in a season of life where her kids are sleeping through the night and yours are not. So like, right. you have to really <laughs> make sure that you are focusing on what's going to benefit you and doing what works for you and your family. That is major when it comes to building a routine because that's how you will keep it realistic. And then when your routine is realistic to the lifestyle and season of life that you're in, you're more, more likely to be successful with that routine. Right. As you were saying that it really made me think of something else. I, I feel like we have a tendency to take an old routine that used to work in a different season of life and maybe try to like shove it into a new routine or into a new season. I know a lot of moms, like especially with workouts, like they're like, mm -hmm. oh, when I was in college, I used to do this workout routine and that got me results. So I'm just going to go back and do that again. It's like, now I have kids. Now I can't leave the house. I can't go to the gym. I can't make it, you know, I don't want to run. I don't want to. So boy, we, we messed that up too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We can be, because we want to try, you know, we're, we're sometimes change is not for many of us change. We want, we're resistant to it. So what we yeah. try to do is be like, okay, let me just keep doing what I'm doing. Cause that's what I know. And our minds right. really love that. Right. Yeah. Our minds are always trying to keep us comfortable. And that's how keep doing what you're doing, even when it doesn't work. Right. You will quickly see that it doesn't work. And I'm OK with you trying it. I'm OK with the trying part. Try yeah. see if it works. But if you see that you keep hitting a certain roadblock every single time, then that is a red flag. It's not working for you in this season of life. So then you might just have to tweak it and you might just have to change it, which just slightly, which is another thing that sometimes we make the mistake of doing is like completely overhauling our routines when really yeah. we just need to make one small tweak or just a couple of changes and that's it. But yeah, definitely assess your routines. And if they're not working, it's okay to, to switch it up, change it. Yeah, we love to overhaul. <laughs> like, okay, throw everything out. This isn't working rather than like taking pieces that might actually be, okay, this piece of it might be working. So might hold on to that, you know, yeah, <laughs> we, exactly. we like to overhaul. Okay, so what are some important things to consider when we're, when we are like, okay, clean slate, I'm going to start building out a routine. What are some things to consider? 
the first thing is anytime you're building a routine, you always want to start with what is the outcome that you're looking for? Mm -hmm. Because we don't know where we're going or how to get there unless we know where we're headed. So you always want to think about what is the outcome? Why do you even need this routine? What, is, what are you hoping it will do for you? Um, and so when you have that outcome, then you can think about the steps and the steps should lead you to that outcome that you're looking to have. When you are trying to decide on the steps of your routine, four considerations need to be taken into account. And that is making sure that it's simple. Like we talked about, simple is key. Love it. Um, making sure that it is realistic, okay, to the season of life that you are in, to who you are. It needs to align with who mm. you are in this moment in time. That is really yeah. important. Yeah. Um, also, it needs to be flexible if it can. If you can have flexibility to be adaptable in your routine, that's really important. That can be with the timing. The timing can be flexible or even the actions can be more broad to make it more flexible for you. And then the last thing is fun. Please, y'all yeah. do not leave out fun because many times when we become parents and just as we grow older, it's like the fun just gets sucked out of life. <laughs> no, because that's when life starts to feel miserable. You right. need to have fun in your life. <laughs> so make sure that you are in some way incorporating fun within your routine. Okay, that's so good. I'm going to say them again for anybody that was trying to take notes. So the first one was simple. Second one was be realistic, like match it with your season of life and where you're at right now in your family. Third one was be flexible. Gosh, I feel like that's something I have to preach all the time. Like, man, it's okay if you get thrown a curveball, just pivot and, and keep moving on. And then the fun part, which of those four things do you think that we leave out the most? Like we, we overlook the most. I would say fun. Oh, fun. Yeah what we overlook the most because um, we can kind of at some point we start to get it simple we'll get it to our season of life we'll it might even be a little bit flexible but I feel like many times it's the fun and that's and I feel like that's a part of the reason why many of us are have a hard time sticking to routines yeah. is because we just want it to be practical and doesn't have any play involved in it and i think that it, we need to be having fun and the th if we're doing these things consistently they need to have some level of enjoyment to them okay we need to talk about some examples here then because if we're constantly leaving out the fun aspect let's maybe take a workout like a, a workout routine you know maybe not the actual elements of the routine itself but what are some maybe ideas of how to infuse it infuse that weekly workout routine with some fun Yes. So I would say for workout, I'm going to kind of pull from things that I do. Yeah. One, do exercises you enjoy. Yeah. I understand that sometimes things can become a bit hit, hit or like you feel as if my friend does this exercise, so I need to be doing it. You know, strength training is really big right now. But if you enjoy dancing, start yeah. with dancing. You have to do something that you actually enjoy and exercise. Um, once you decide on that exercise, it can be great to either get an exercise program that has music to it, play music. Um, while you're exercising, even if they don't play music and like you're watching a YouTube workout and they don't play music, put some music on while you're doing it. That can be really fun. Um, getting your family involved. My daughter's <laughs> always exercise with me. I like it. I am the way. Yeah. So I do my exercise in the mornings when my daughters are eating breakfast okay. and after they eat. They'd be like, oh, let me start working out. And I'd be interrupted all the time, but I don't care. I keep going. And they will exercise with me all day. Yeah. So that's another way so to add good. in some fun is to have other people join you. I'm trying to think of anything else. 
oh, have on cute workout clothes. That makes it fun oh, too. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Because <laughs> when you feel good, you're like you move in a different way. So it's like that makes it a lot of fun. Um, having accountability, maybe an accountability yeah. buddy could make it fun for you, like your friend or your yeah, neighbor. Yeah, like a workout partner. Yeah. A workout partner could oh, be really yeah. fun. So yeah. those are some things that you can do. I think that's so key because often our routines can become so rigid and I totally agree with you. We live out, we leave out this fun aspect and we start to like resent the routine. And I was talking with a friend recently and she's like, I was so consistent with my workouts for so long. And then I just started resenting them. And that feels to me now that you're talking about this, I'm like, I bet it just stopped being fun. You know, when things are new and fresh and you're learning and you're kind of like caught up in the momentum, like that's kind of fun in the beginning, but there comes a point where it might just not be fun anymore. And that's so key to remember, like if your routine's not working for you, maybe just look and see if it's not fun anymore. Exactly. I mean, when it starts to feel like a chore, that's when you know the fun is out of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a quotable right there. Oh, boy. (laughs) Okay. So speaking of like just good self-care, I know for so many moms that are listening, they, they really do struggle to build in regular workouts and healthy meals into their routine. They feel like their days are already completely packed and there's like no margin for their own self-care routine and, and their own fitness and, you know, time to plan healthy meals or prep healthy meals, but really the fitness tends to be the biggest thing that gets left off. They just have no margin for that. There's no time in the day left over for them. So how can a mom that's listening, make sure that her own self-care habits fit into her daily routine in a practical way. Mm, First, the first thing when you, when I hear that question is I think about, we have to take inventory of our life. We have Mm. to assess how we are utilizing our time. Because anytime um, someone says to me, I don't have any room, that is not true. I don't, I don't care who you are. It's not true. You, it's, you have room. You just may need to replace something that you're doing. Yeah. You may need to level your expectations of how long you think you're going to exercise for. Right. It is room in your life to care for you. I don't care if it's exercise, eating healthier. It is room for you in your life. You have to create it. And so you first have to take inventory of your life. What are you doing? And actually, you can do a time study. I've done this multiple times throughout my life. A good time study for a week where you track, I usually do every two hours, every okay. two hours after the two hours pass, what did I do in those two hours? Write down everything. And then you get to see where are you not managing your time well. Many of us like to be on social media too long. Yeah. Many of <laughs> us might get caught up in a book for three hours. Like, like there's time for you right there. And so... That's something that I share with women all the time is you have to be consistently taking inventory of your life, especially in times where you feel like you don't have that much margin or room in your days. You have it there. You just have to pay attention more and really know, you know, try to figure out what's going on. Man, I feel like doing a time study, it's kind of like you know, from my perspective as the, as a coach and a nutrition coach, it's kind of like doing like a 24 hour, like food recall of like, tell me everything you ate yesterday. It's really telling, like it really is eye opening and being like, Oh, 
Oh, there are my gaps like that. <laughs> that's what can probably be shored up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So any mom that's like, I feel like I don't have any time in my day, do that time study and be like, where is, where am I wasting time? And okay. it might, it probably does reveal some things that are happening in the course of a regular day that might be inefficient too. Don't you think? Yeah. Exactly. It would. Like if you're every night you come home, you and your partner are trying to decide what's for dinner and it takes you a whole hour. <laughs> yep. That's time right there. Yeah. That maybe you meal planned and been more efficient in the beginning of your week. So now you have time to actually exercise because you can make the meal. Y'all can, you know, and, and move on with your day. So that is definitely the case. That's why I love a good time study. You can just do it for like three days and that that's really telling itself. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's, yeah, that's going to be really eye-opening, I think. Well, how can, I mean, once we have a routine in place um, and work through the elements of our routine, I, I'm going to circle back to that, talking about the elements of a, of a routine in a minute maybe, but how can we mentally be prepared for when that routine goes up in flames? You know, when we wake up and the kids are sick <laughs> or... Yeah. You know, you get the phone call from your friend that's like, I need you over here today. And you're like, ah, this was going to be my routine today. So what can we do to mentally prepare for those moments when that routine does not happen? <laughs> what you can do is manage your expectations of a routine before you get into it. That is where I feel like many of us get tripped up is our routines are not going to go the way we want them to go every single time. And many times, especially with families, children, mm -hmm. they're not going to go exactly how you plan for them to go. And we have to become adaptable. We have to be able to be more flexible and invite that in as a, as a good thing. Many yeah. times we see that as a bad thing. Like, oh my gosh, I can't do my routine like how I wanted to do it. I understand because I'm a recovering perfectionist, so I get it. And I'm a over, honey, a overachiever. So it's oh like, God. I get it wholeheartedly. However, I would have killed myself and been burnt out all the time if I did not start to correct some of these ways in which how I lived wasn't healthy for me. Always thinking that something had to go as I planned it. Yeah. That's not healthy because you beat yourself up too much and you start to weigh upon yourself mentally and emotionally when you continue to do that. So manage your expectation when it comes to routines. They are going to get interrupted. That's okay. That is normal. That is a normal thing. They will get interrupted. You will get sick. Your kids will get sick. Somebody will need you. That is going to happen. And when you know that will happen, you're more likely to be like, okay, well, I knew this. I knew to expect this at some point. So now it's not that big of a deal. And now you can start again. I always say you have permission to start again. Just start it again. That's oh, it. That's so good. Yeah. Cause I think in those moments, we just feel like we failed, you know, like it didn't go to plan. I'm a failure and I have to go like, and the starting again feels like we have to go all the way back to start like square one. Mm -hmm. Like we have to completely start everything over. And that feels so overwhelming too. And man, we're not failures in those moments. It's out of you're our control. Not. No, you're human in those moments. Yeah. That's what's going on. <laughs> yes. Oh man, so good. Okay, so you are designing and creating and producing your very own planner. So I'm curious to know what you have chosen to put in this as a busy mom, as 
an entrepreneur, as someone who helps coach so many other women. So when we open the pages of that planner, like what is important there? Because I'm assuming it's not full of stickers and buttons and ribbons, <laughs> unless people want it. I don't know. Yep, unless you want it that way. <laughs> so a typical day or a typical week, like what are the things that you felt like were really important for moms to kind of work through that need to be on their routine? So what, what does that look like? Yeah. So the routine and things planner is a, is a yearly planner. It's a weekly planner. So it has okay. monthly layouts and weekly layouts. So that's what you'll be planning is in your months and weeks. But the premise of the planner and, and the when I created it, I wanted it to infuse routines and planning, right? I'm the mm. routine queen, so I had to yeah. have routines in there. Because the thing about it is what I found was many times we'll focus so heavily on planning, we don't have routines established. And so planning is helpful. Planning and routines are different. Planning is helpful to help you get organized. Like okay. if you want to get organized, go ahead to your planner plan. That, that's great. Yeah. Routines help you stay organized because it's laying a foundation for you in your day to day, in your week to week that is staying consistent. So that helps you when stressors come along, you feel as if, OK, I have a solid foundation. I'm more likely to be able to adapt, to be a little bit flexible and to put out this fire without getting extremely overwhelmed. And right. so that's why it has both components in there, routines and planning. So you're going to be able to create routines every three one routine every three months that okay. you're going to be tracking every week that you're going to be keeping track of staying consistent with so that you incorporate into your life right so you build those routines little by little yeah. and then you're also going to be planning weekly and the thing about the planning method that is inside of the planner is called the routine block planning okay so explain that block. yeah Yes. So this is where you are going to be organizing your daily tasks into four routine categories, self-care, family, mm -hmm. cleaning and cooking. And these are core elements of our lives, especially if you're a parent. These are core. Even if you're not, the family is a core element. Yeah. These are core elements in your life that sometimes can get lost in the shuffle when we are in major transition, when life just becomes a little bit more stressful these things kind of get lost. We stop doing our exercise, our self-care habits. We start, we stop, you know, keeping up with cleaning. Cleaning starts to get behind. We start eating out more. I really want women to stay focused on what truly matters in their day to day, because that yeah. is what's going to help them prevent the stress from getting too overwhelmed. Yeah. That's what's going to help because stressors are going to come. We can't stop certain stressors from coming. That's going to come from time to time. Yes, we can manage our stress, but we can't stop things from happening. But what we can do is prevent ourselves from becoming very overwhelmed by staying within these core elements and being able to keep up with the things that truly matter on a day to day basis. And so that is the core of the planner, that's how, and when you see it, you'll see the grid that routine block planning is in. And I think that is going to be revolutionary, honestly, because I feel like many times um, traditional planners don't really have enough structure or they're, or they're really focused on other things. And it's right. like, but this, like, we got to stay focused on the things that we're doing on a daily basis if we don't want to get to being overwhelmed. Like, goal, having goals is great. Sure. And you can but your goals will come to fruition easier and quicker if you are keeping the foundation together. Man, I am having some major light bulb moments here because like I 
try to stay really organized and on task with like my business stuff and the things I'm doing on a regular basis, like just for like professional side of things. And then I'll step away from my desk and be like, oh my gosh, I've neglected one of these four quadrants, you know, and now the cooking element is completely neglected or the cleaning. And the moment, yeah, I checked all these things off on the professional side, but I'm still overwhelmed because these other things are not being taken care of also. And this is like eye-opening to realize I know that if each day something is happening for my self-care, something is happening for my family time, something is happening for cleaning, something is happening for cooking, like I can feel more accomplished and more just at peace and not overwhelmed. I mean, that's so good. I love that so much. Like that is revolutionary. (laughs) You're onto something here, Ashley. I love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it um, because I, I do think it's going to change the way people live their lives and um, just change the way that we plan and look forward to our weeks. I think when we can stay like in just focus on those things, we feel yeah. so much better. Oh, my uh, gosh, I'm telling you. <laughs> totally. And I just know so many moms are like, I'm really good with the family element. I'm really good with cleaning and cooking. Like I do those things on a really routine yep. basis, but it's like this glaring whole of like the self-care side. It's like, you're right. I never give myself the time to work out, the the time to just de-stress, go for a walk, do the things that I need to do to take care of my body. And like, it's this glaring gap. Like when you see it on paper, it's just like, there it is. That's why I'm feeling overwhelmed right now. Exactly. And that's why the first block in the plan, in the routine blocking is self-care. It's the first one. So you're not scared. You have to add yourself to the list. First. You have to take care of you <laughs> first. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and that's not selfish, people. <laughs> yeah, no. exactly. It's not. It's not selfish at all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I've got a couple of fun rapid fire questions for you that I did not prepare you for. So this will be fun. This is just kind of like off the, off the cup. Okay. What is one thing, and it might be what we just talked about. What's one thing on your planner that you can't, that you cannot live without? One thing on it? Yeah, one thing on your daily planner, your weekly planner that you can't live without. Like, is mm-hmm. it this routine blocking thing or is it like maybe just the like a t- daily to-do list or? Oh, brain dump. Sorry. Yeah, brain dump. I have to brain dump. That's like, that's in my, brain that's dump. in the planner too. I okay, always what? have to brain dump. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so that's just like getting all the thoughts out and writing like, okay whatever is in my mind it can be i ain't feeling good today or it could yeah. be oh I, got, I, for, I need to make that appointment it can be whatever's in my head it's just to clear out what's in my head so i can actually have clarity and focus when i'm planning out the rest of my week okay it's day. like a flush it's like a it's a flush, exactly. it's a flush. Mm-hmm. okay that's good yeah. oh i like that one i'm gonna have to brain dump more i usually brain dump before i go to bed at night because like if i have all these swirling thoughts i'm like i'm gonna forget half of them by the morning and I yeah. won't be able to sleep very well. So the brain dumping thing, I guess I'm doing that without realizing it's a brain dump or a flush. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I do yeah. the same I do at night. It's important. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a funny one. What's the most disorganized part of your life? <laughs> oh my gosh, the most disorganized. That is such a good question. What am I not? Oh, oh my gosh. What do I feel I'm not keeping up with? 
Okay, come on, Ash. It's something. You're on it. You were you're no, on. no, no. It's something. That I'm just... <laughs> oh I told my you gosh. I'd put you on the spot. <laughs> oh, the most dis- no, the most disorganized part of my life is I need to do decluttering of cabinets in my house. Ah, uh, okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I need to do that for sure. I keep looking at. It, I'm like, I need to do that pantry. I need to, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. there you go. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of what we were just talking about, what of the core elements, the, those four core elements, do you tend to neglect the most? I don't think any of them. I'm pretty good. Well, I would say if I had to say one, it would be cleaning because that's why the pantry is not cleared out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe cleaning, but I I keep the house clean enough for me. But yeah. the pantries could be better in the closets. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say cleaning. I am probably the cooking. Like I I really don't like to cook at all. Oh, okay. I love cooking. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Well, you I'm can cooking. come over to my house and help me fulfill that core element every day. <laughs> All right. Well, to wrap up here, Ashley, this has just been so much fun. I'm super inspired. But to wrap up, I always love to leave moms with just like one simple action step that they can like put into place today. You know, they don't have their planner right in front of them. You know, your beautiful planner yet. Um, But what is one simple thought or tip that you would just encourage the mom that's watching, listening right now um, to help her get a little bit more organized and feel more accomplished and not overwhelmed. What's that tip Mm. for her? I would say, so this is more so a thought tip. Um, One thing, and we talked about this earlier, but I'll always say this again, and it is, you have to do what works for you. Mm. Like no matter how your neighbor is doing something, your family member, your friend, it doesn't matter. Someone you see on Instagram, you have to do what works for you. And stick with that. Like, even if it seems so unorthodox, you're like, wait, like people don't put, you know, some people like to fold up their kids clothes and put them in the drawer. I don't do that. Ah, When they come out of the, when they come out of the dryer, I will organize them, but they're not folded. I just throw them into the drawer because I feel as if they're too young. They're going to go in there and mess it up anyway. So even if it seems unorthodox, it doesn't matter. It's what works for you and for your family and your lifestyle and the season of life that you're in. That's hands down. Please focus on what works for you. Oh gosh, that is so good. I feel like that applies to every routine in our life, especially, you know, workout nutrition routines. It's like, I'm trying to force this old thing or, or my friend's thing into my life. And it just, it, it inevitably ends up making us feel more overwhelmed, more burnt out and more like a failure. So if we just did the thing that worked for us, even if it means like unfolded clothes, (laughs) please just do it. I love it. Okay. Well, tell us a little bit more about the planner that you have coming out this year. Where can we go to grab it and grab some more of your resources that we, that you've got for us? Yes. So the Routine and Things Planner comes out October 5th. I'm so excited. Right around the corner. And that can be found at routineandthings.com. That's where everything is housed. So if you go there, you'll see it. And also be sure to follow me also on Instagram at Routine and Things. I love it. Well, we're going to make sure all of those links are in the notes. And man, Ashley, this was such a fun conversation. I had so much fun with you today. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Megan. This was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Hey, have you ever been fat shamed? Okay, whoa, we we got personal real quick, didn't we? 
Or, or maybe you hate the way your body looks in your clothes and your shape just feels all weird. Or maybe on the other end of the spectrum, you've been teased for being super skinny and scrawny. The truth is that it doesn't matter what our body is like. We've all had those feelings of, I just wish I could look in the mirror and love what I see. Instead of just trying to muster up a bunch of self-love and force yourself to feel more positive about yourself, there's actually something even better that you can do. It's the key to discovering your unique design and unlocking what your body, not somebody else's, is truly capable of. And without this, honestly, it's nearly impossible to fall in love with your body. I want you to find out your body type by taking my body type quiz. And no, this is not just about body shape, like are you pear-shaped or apple? This is far more sophisticated and it reveals your body's metabolic tendencies, muscle fiber type, and even tolerances for things like carbs and running. So if you wanna find out exactly why your body is the way that it is and how you can be in your best shape possible, head on over to bodytype.io. That's bodytype.io, or I'll just drop the link for you to the quiz in the show notes for this episode. Go check it out. 